NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey y'all, welcome to the happy hour. Just a couple of days before Christmas, this is actually going to be our last happy hour episode of 2023. It feels weird to say that, but it is. The next time you hear from me will be January of 2024. A whole new year awaits us in just a couple of days. Anyhow, I'm recording this episode uh, live with a guest for the very first time in a very long time. It's not my first time to record the show live. It's the first time to do it in a long time and the first time to do it in my office and... I think it's the first time a guest of mine has ever had Crocs on, too. So there's that as well. <laughs> uh, today on the show, I invited my husband, Aaron. Hi, husband, Aaron. Hello, Jamie Ivy. I am wearing Crocs today, which is a very weird thing. I don't normally wear Crocs. But You're I think such a it's liar. A, you wear Crocs all the time. Dang it, Jamie. <laughs> I think it's a sign of like a middle-aged guy like letting himself go. We went on a trip recently, and we walked into the restaurant, and I was like, Baby, you have your Crocs on. They're so comfortable. I, I have a friend, Philip Ellis, right? He started wearing Crocs like 10 years ago. They were not cool then, but he was always like, they're the best shoes. They're so comfortable. And then somebody gave me a pair of Crocs, and I can't take them off. I don't care. Actually, I think what happened is I ordered them for a kid for Christmas, and they didn't fit him, and so you took them. Do, do you like them on me? No. I think it looks like you're about to go work in the yard. Well, because I'm wearing like ankle socks, too. <laughs> it's a look. <laughs> No-show socks. Anyhow, today on the show, Aaron's here, and we're going to talk about the past year at Ivy Media. Um, I cut my tongue last night. I bit my tongue like a Babe, chunk out of bit, it. I don't you know if you can tell. It's hard tongue. for me to talk a little bit today. So I can tell. I'm just letting you listener know that. I felt so bad. It was bleeding. Oh, I've, I, I lost so a chunk of my you. tongue. Anyhow, we're going to talk about the last year, a couple things, favorite books, what we're looking forward to in 2024, and we're answering your questions. That's the main thing we're doing. Let's call this a little Aaron and Jamie Ivy Q and A. Let's go. Actually, my new thing now, I've said on the show, I don't think I've told you, is I'm not saying Q&A anymore. I'm saying Q&R. Why? Question and response? Yeah, because we don't have all the answers. Like, we don't have all the answers. So you're going to change the Q&A thing that's been around for like hundreds of years? People have said Q&A? Hundreds of years. I don't know about that. But I saw this, the reason it made me think of it is I saw a conference and on the screen it said Q&R. So huh. not me. Somebody already did change it. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm on the train to change it. The change train. If you were on a change train, what else would you change in life? What else would I change? Uh, I would wear Crocs every day. I almost got used up for Christmas. Yeah. On Amazon, they have these little things that you put on your Croc, and they're, I'm assuming, battery run, and they're little headlights. Stop it. What are those things called that the, the, the kids these days put know. in the yeah. Croc coal, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. 
But this was headlight. It. it was like lights. That's pretty awesome. So when you take the dogs out at night, you could put your lights on oh your Crocs. Oh my gosh. That's a good stocking stuffer for me. Okay, Amazon I Prime. I my, sto- my stocking is still unstuffed. Well, because they don't get stuffed until the night before. Huh. And, you know, you asked me like, what would I change? Yeah. Like Q&R. I would, I, it's a pet peeve of mine when people say anyhow. 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 Like you started the podcast with that. Did you realize you did that? No. You said, hey, hold on. Our son's on the phone. Hey, buddy. We're back. Okay. 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 And we're back. Problem solved. Problem solved. Crisis averted. Anyhow. You hate the word anyhow? Anyhow. Yes. I hate when people say anyhow. Or any who. Well, anyhow and any who are different. No, so many people say that. Like, any who. No, I've never heard anyone say any who. It, I, it, it's a pet peeve. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. Wow. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to do a Q&R. Q&R. It's called the Anywho Q&R with Aaron and Jamie Ivey. Okay, let's start here. Let's talk about 2023. Okay. Um, how was your 2023? My 2023 was, I feel like it was a little bit of a blur. Really? I feel like so many things happened. Yeah. And like looking back on it, I'm like, golly, it feels like the year flew by, but so many things happened. Yeah. We actually, we had a a team meeting uh, a couple days ago and one of the guys on the team made a a timeline. Mm Mm-hmm. Of things that have happened in 2023. In this one year? Just with Austin Stone Worship. Okay. And it was unbelievable. Crazy. It was mind-blowing. We released three albums. Wow. Uh, We wrote a ton of songs. Uh We had a songwriting retreat in February. Uh, I signed a book deal. Yes, you did. In 2023. Yes, you did. Not long ago. Congrats, babe. Thank you. Super, super pumped about that. Um, So that's big. We launched a kid. Mm-hmm. Into, into the college. world. Yeah. Yep. Into college. Yep. I mean, he was like, you know, he graduated, what, two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. But the first time after college. Left the house, mm-hmm. like moved into a dorm. That was big. Yeah. Huge. I remember you crying. Yeah. Just a little bit. I didn't cry it as much a, as It was, it was like, like a little tear. Ah, tear. Yeah. Yeah. It was ah, tear. Um, a kid graduated from high school. Yeah. One kid's already graduated in the fall. Yep. He did a little online program. Yep. Yep. Didn't we go on a vacation this summer? What do we do? New Orleans? I went to Uganda. You went to Uganda. We went to New Orleans with the family. New Orleans this summer. Here's the thing is normally I would prep for this interview, like list out all the things that happened. Mm -hmm. I'm coming in here just like full disclosure today that we're we're recording this December 15th at five o'clock. It's literally the last day of the week. It is Friday. Today was my last day of school. You finished my first semester, your first of, semester seminary. of seminary. That's huge. Yesterday, I turned in all my papers. I've mm-hmm. worked till almost seven every night this week. So all that to say, I didn't prep very much for this interview. I'm just kind of rolling in. Well, I mean, I don't. You don't have to prep for me. No, we're just we're just talking mm-hmm. to the people. Just mm-hmm. a Q and R. Yeah, Q and R. Let's talk about Ivy Media real quick. So okay. we had some big changes this year. And a lot of changes. A lot of big changes, which for me personally started even the year before. So my heart started being tugged and pulled and whatever you want to say in the late 2022. And then I really started feeling like I need to make some changes in 2023. And you did. And you walked alongside me for like probably five months before I made this change. What was that like? Um, I mean, I saw you like really, really wrestle through it. 
like the change. Mm -hmm. Because I think you started to sense like, I want to do something different with Mm -hmm. it. Or there are things that I'm doing that maybe I don't need to be doing anymore. So I saw you like really wrestle through it and like think about it for a long, long time. I wrestled through it a lot. And there were probably two reasons that made it so difficult. Number one, the thing I was shutting down, which is a part of our company called Ivy Media Podcast. We had some phenomenal shows mm-hmm. on our network. Yeah, you did. Most of them were friends of mine, all still friends today. Um, but one of the reasons that I wrestled so much is because it had only been launched maybe six, seven months when I started feeling this tension. Have you talked about what the tension was? Well, just the tension of I didn't want to be running a network. And right. I just really felt like God was asking me to lay it down and to run in a different direction. And so the tension was, for me, was, A, this just started six, seven months ago. Right. Um what kind of leader quits something so soon? Totally. There was a big tension for me. Mm-hmm. And the second tension was people. Like I knew you if, felt like you were going to be letting down some people. I did let down people. The podcast hosts. Yeah. Some staff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. All these podcast hosts trusted me. My friends, Jackie and Vivian and Tony. Like mm-hmm. These are my friends before they're on my network. And so letting people down, I knew if I downsized my company, there would be no place for someone who had worked so hard beside me for five years. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really hard. Yeah. Um, not because I didn't want a place, but because I'm downsizing. I'm going down to like, like the office I'm in is like a teeny in a co-working space. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It and just, you had like a 2,000 square foot office yeah. with four different office yeah. spaces in it. Yeah. So it was people. And then I don't think it was what I thought people would think about me. It was people that worked for me and alongside me. And then just, man, what kind of leader starts something and then seven, 12 months later stops it? Well, I'm really proud of you, though. Um, Thanks. Yeah, because a lot of things were going well, like mm-hmm. amazing things happening. Yeah. Yeah. But, and you still decided to yeah, like, totally. step out there and shut something down. Which, well, okay, which is harder, launching something or shutting something down? I think harder for me personally, emotionally, was shutting something down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Launching it was harder, like just. Work-wise. Work-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so part of that transition was Lindsay not working mm-hmm. at Ivy Media anymore. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Like, do you miss well, Lindsay? Well, you asked me a couple weeks ago, you're like, do you miss Lindsay? And I was like, every single day. Yeah. <laughs> um, she just did so much for me mm-hmm. and for the company and for everything. You know, I mean, she really mm-hmm. ran, she ran the entire show. Yeah. Like, I was just having a conversation with someone the other day, and I said, I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't know how to do this because Lindsay did this. Was it get into your email? (laughs) I think it was get into my Facebook. (laughs) Um, But she was just such a blessing, you know, and like hard worker, really cared about stuff and Mm -hmm. the company. And um, so that's been a transition for me, you know, and that was one of the things that was so hard was A, letting down someone as a person, and then B, just realistically, like, I'm doing a lot of stuff I haven't done in five or six totally. years because yep. I don't have anyone to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it's the best thing I could have done. That's what I was going to say. I can see like from the outside looking in, your pace of work now is so much healthier and you seem way happier with work 100%. because you're not like stretched too thin. You're doing like the things that you love doing and are really good at doing yep. and not a lot of other things. Totally. I mean, like. Uh, What's the Christmas um, Christmas guide thing? Holiday gift guide. Holiday gift guide. Isn't this the first year that you didn't do it in person? Well, we had done it in person the last two years, and last year was amazing. It amazing. was so fun. It was so wonderful. 
But that was a hard thing to keep pulling off. It was a hard thing for a lots lot of, of reasons, yeah. a lot of work and a lot of money and all the things. I've just seen you let go of some things, good things. 100%. For, yep. for health and for yep. better. Because you know I love things. in-person events. Oh, I know And that. so not doing that was like, it was mm-hmm. hard. We're having an in-person event right now. Exactly, we are. Um, I'll say I really like your new office. Oh, thanks. I, I do think, too. I love it. I think it's like super cool. It's perfect. It's yes, perfect for it me. It's perfect. Downsizing, it's just what I needed, all the things. But I was going to say, I had a friend the other day, I was telling her about it, and she's like, you know, I'm really proud of you because what we don't see celebrated a lot is downsizing. Mm. And I'm not asking to be celebrated. All I'm saying is following God sometimes looks different. It sometimes looks going It doesn't back. always look like growing. It doesn't always look like growing, even though I've had phenomenal growth inside myself. Um, but I also knew I needed to make margin. That was one of the things that was a, p- a plus that came out of this is it's our two of our kids last year's at home. Our daughter's a sophomore. Caden, mm-hmm. it was his first year at college. I knew I didn't want to miss anything that was happening. And I went back to school. And there's no way I could have done my previous life and gone back to school. Okay, maybe 2023 is uh, the year of change. Mm. So much yeah. change. Yeah. Right? Although I think 2024 is going to be the most change for our family ever. because. Two more kids will be leaving? Because our oldest is getting an apartment. You uh-huh. know what that means? I could cry. He's not coming home for a month long Christmas no, vacation. No, no, no. He's not coming home v- for nearly three months as in the often. Sun- nearly as often. Two of our kids are going off to what's ever next for them after high yep. school. So Story will have her driver's license. Fall of 2024, it will just be me, you, and Story, mm-hmm. and Marfa and Landry. Yeah, our dogs. I can't wait. I know. I'm actually really excited. It'll be great. And I love my kids. Um, okay, so it was a great year for Ivy Media. Um, okay, one of the best things that happened this year is um, the best thing for me, and I know you would say it as well, is we just had the most phenomenal joy-filled, fil- joy-filled semester around one of our kids playing football. We had a total blast. It was literally, I said the other day, it was my favorite it was my favorite semester of parenting a kid ever. I totally agree. Hands down. I totally agree. That was so fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did that. How many Friday nights was that? I mean, the end of 15. August through the first week of December. And it was a blast. Because we made Every it to the Friday fourth night. round of football. Hey, we went all in, too. Yeah. Like, we were uh, part of the Pigskins, which mm-hmm. is like the football booster club. Mm-hmm. We were at the tailgates yep. every Friday night. Yep. I was a tunnel rat. Yep. So the right? tunnel the kids run through, you helped set it up? I, I didn't just help set it up. <laughs> I helped I helped set up the whole football game because a football game doesn't happen if there's no tunnel. Thank you. So I'm, I'm partly responsible for all of Deacon's winning. Okay, that's a stretch, but thank you to the tunnel rats. So it was like me and 15 dads, and we would go set up the big blow-up thing. So fun. And we had smoke, yeah. lasers, yeah. music. No lasers. Music, though. It was awesome. It was just a lot of fun, and it was fun to see... I mean, Deacon, he started on defense. He started on special teams. It was just, it was really fun. And I feel like we got to know a lot of parents too. We did. More, I, more I than feel, any. I just got teary thinking about Aww. it. I know. Babe, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So his last game, he played at the Alamo Dome. Yeah. Which you really are crying. <laughs> I am crying. Oh my gosh. Do you need something? No, we we'll just break? keep going. Okay. Um, we played at the Alamo Dome, mm-hmm. which holds like 13,000 people. So it was super fun yeah. because it was in a big stadium and it was hype and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and the last game, obviously we lost that game because we didn't keep going. That was really hard for you. Like you were struggling. I cried. I mean, you sobbed. Yeah. 
Remember I kept saying like, did I do something? Are you mad at me? And I feel, and the reason I, wow. <laughs> um. <laughs> Jamie, you're okay? I'm okay. Why, no. why was, what, what was going on in your head? You weren't sad because they lost a football game. Like there was oh no! Because so I, I mean, much more. it was just I was. It was such a connecting point for me and Deacon this fall, and you would probably say the same in your same. own way. Mm-hmm. It was such a connecting point, and Deacon and our family of the whole family is the one I connect to the most in sports and football. And right. we go to the Texas games together. We talk about football. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is like dumb, but just yesterday, Malik Murphy, who's a you know second string quarterback at Texas is going into the transfer portal. And I wanted to talk to Deacon about it as soon as I got mm-hmm, home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so he I, does the same. Yeah. And so I just had a connection with him. And so it was super special to have that. Yeah. And Caden played, our oldest played football, but he, he didn't play and nothing against him. He also didn't care. He didn't know. It wasn't like it's something not his he thing. was passionate about. You know, he yeah. was, yeah. And having a kid, like they're passionate. Oh, oh yeah. It was just fun. And he was a leader on the team. He was a captain. captain. He was a leader. Yeah. All the things. So you remember at the end of that game, right? The uh, Alamo Dome staff was like kicking them. us all out. Uh-huh. Babe, I thought you were about to throw down <laughs> on poor, poor little twenty-five-year-old woman ushering us out. I'm crying. Do you remember, like you? Yes, I'm crying. Some of the kids are crying. It's literally. My last football game ever. And it's five minutes after the game. It's exactly. not like we were there for two hours. And she walks up to you and she's like, man, we need you to leave right now. We need you to leave right now. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to need you to give me a moment. You said it a little <laughs> more anger in your voice than I that. I should apologize. It just felt like, you know, and I know that she's probably like, give me a freaking break. It's a football game. But it was something. It was don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was really fun this semester. It was awesome. It was really fun. Um, it was awesome. And so that was great. In fact... Uh, Deacon doesn't listen to the show, so he'll never know. Let me talk about the surprise that we got him. Yeah, we got him a surprise. We got him a surprise. So the president of the Pigskins, his name's Rob. He's awesome. I'm the vice president. You are not. <laughs> well, I, it's kind of a self-declared vice president. Okay. Because it's me and Rob basically, you know, driving the thing. You're so uh, dumb. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Rob is awesome. Rob had the idea uh, for senior dads to buy Dripping Springs High School a new helmet so that we could get our senior boy's helmet. And so I got Deacon his helmet. Mm-hmm. It's sitting right over there on that chair. Yeah. I haven't given it to him yet. I know. Um, and he's going to be so pumped about it because it's got stickers all over it from like things he's won and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like scratches. Yes. But I think it's going to come from me. That's what we need to talk about. I think it, I want it to be like a, hey, Deacon, this is from your dad. How do you feel about that? I don't like that. Why? Because it's not from you. It's from both of us. It's from the pigskin's dads. Okay. I'm the vice president. I get to kind of decide. You know, we'll talk about it offline. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about it offline. It's from both of us. Okay. Anyhow. Um, Okay. Anywho. Anywho. I said anyhow. I know. Either one, though, is terrible. Wow. I didn't even realize how much I said it. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. 
If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Uh, should we get into some questions? Yeah, let's get into some questions. Um, okay, first question for you, Jamie. Uh, you are a book reader. Yes. What are the best books you've read in okay. 2023? Well, I mean, Give me the top five. Okay, well, I had a goal this year to read 50, mm, and I'm not going to hit it. As of right now, I'm at 38. I'm going to finish one more probably today or tomorrow that put me at 39. That's I think still by the amazing. end of the year, I think by the end of the year, I could get two more in. So I'll get to 42. So three I'll miss a month. It. That's a lot. Now, I listen. Now, our friend, Noelle, yeah. did you see what she posted on Instagram? She read over 100 books. Yeah. La- in this year, she read 100 books. She's a reader. Readers are leaders. Readers are leaders. Now, I listen to, and some people think that doesn't count. But I think it I, counts. I think it counts. Yeah. Okay, so uh, best books this year. Let's see. I'm scrolling back on my little Goodreads, and I'm going to just, as I see what my favorites. Okay, so David Platt has a book called Don't Help. Here's that that cut on my tongue. Here mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, here it is. Don't Hold Back, Leaving Behind the American Gospel. I'm looking at it right now. To Follow Jesus Fully. Great book. Okay, there's one. Uh, Let's keep going. I'm going to... There's a book called Women Who Risk. 
Mm. Secret Secret Agents for Jesus in the Muslim World. It's by Tom and Joanna Doyle. In fact, they were both, Joanna Doyle was on the podcast this summer. And then, oh, I'm never going to get five. I already have three. I'm only to May. A Burning in My Bones. Oh, my gosh. I loved that book. The Authorized Biography of Eugene, Eugene Peterson. Peterson. Yep. Do you I remember when also. I came in crying? Mm-hmm. And what was I crying about? Uh, something about his wife? No. I came in from what work one it? day and I was crying. And you're like, what's wrong? And I was like, Eugene died. And you were like, well, you knew he's dead, right? And I was like, I knew he was dead. But hearing it in the book was sad for me. Oh, I got you. You were at the part in the book where he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew he was dead, though. I did, but still it's sad. Okay. okay, then another book, God Walk, Moving at the Speed of Your Soul yep, I remember by Mark you Buchanan. Me about that book. Finding Me, Viola Davis. It's her memoir. Mm. I told you about that, too. She reads it. I highly recommend you listen to it. Very, very good. Okay. Gosh, I have too many good ones. How Far to the Promised Land, One Black Family Story of Hope and Survival in the American South. That's by my friend Esau McCauley, who's been on the show a lot, cool. and I love yep. him. Yep. What's the book that just came, and it's, it's like it looks like it's <sighs> 1,300 pages long, and you said you're so pumped about reading it? I'll tell you what it is, because I'm going to read it. You I was going to read it over the Christmas break, but I think I'm going to read it over the summer. I am flying to Barcelona on December 26th. Uh-huh. I need a really good book that I can read. There and back. Like fiction or uh, Christian or? Yeah, mm. I was thinking about reading the books, the Silo books. Have you heard about the? You've told me. It's yes. my, it is my favorite TV show right now. Okay. okay. Season one's out. It's called Silo. It's when they're building in the building. They're in a silo. It's dumb. It's a dystopian end of the world kind of thing. Exactly. Dumb. And all of humanity lives in, silo, in a silo. Dumb. Underneath the ground. But Dumber. they don't know. Listen, <laughs> but they don't know who built it. They don't know why they're there, and they don't know why they can't go outside because they're they've been living there for like generations. I just found out though that it's not just a TV show. There's three books called Silo. You don't seem interested in this. Conversation I'm not interested at all. in dystopian at all. Why? I just it doesn't do it for me. It does it for me. And if you've already seen the TV show, I don't know why you go back and read the books. But okay, it's like Lessons in Chemistry. We're watching it on TV. Yes. I wanted to read the book. Now I'm just not going to read it. I'm going to read Silo. Okay. The the big book that came for me is called The Covenant of Water, and it's by Abraham Vergesi. I'm not really sure how to say his last name, but he wrote two of my favorite books I've ever read in my entire life. Um, long time ago. Oh, I wish it had them listed here in Goodreads. Oh, Cutting for Stone. Okay. So very good. This is fiction? Yes, he writes fiction. Cutting for Stone, and then I can't remember the name of the other one. So good. Cool. Okay, I want to finish my books real quick. Uh, I'm sorry. Good gosh. I know, there's just so many. Um, let me go back to where I was. I, I only wanted five. I know, I got too many. Losing Our Religion by Dr. Moore. Yes. Very, very good. Um, With... By Sky Jatani. I remember you talking about this book. It's one of the best books I read this year, and he's the—he's our guest on the next episode. Cool. He starts out the, the awesome. beginning of January, and then last two. Okay. The The Little Liar by Mitch Album. Mm-hmm. He was our November book club mm-hmm. book, and he is the author of Tuesdays with Maury. I never read, but it's a very okay. popular book. Yeah. It's very very good. I highly recommend it. Awesome. And then I listened to Spare by Prince Harry. Oh yeah, yes. I liked it. I listened to a little bit of that when I was in the car with you. Oh yeah, I liked cool. it. Um, speaking of books, next year you have a book coming out in February, mm-hmm. right? And I got to finish. I got to watch you finish writing that book in 2023, and an additional book, a Bible study, right? Thirty day. That's not wrong, but a devotional. Devotional. Yeah, I've never devotional. said that publicly. 
Oops. Oopsies. <laughs> Oopsie. Anywho. Are both of them coming out in 2024? <laughs> yeah. 20- Am I not supposed to say that? I've never talked about it. I don't know. Is it a secret? I wouldn't classify it as a secret. Okay. Well, anywho. Um, <laughs> my book, Why Can't I Get It Together? Yes. Which is what I say to myself almost daily. Comes out February 13th. Nice. You can pre-order it, guys. And Good Valentine's Day gift. No. Uh, mm, we talked about this yesterday. It might be a weird... I think it's a weird book to give. To gift? Yeah, like, hey, I saw this book. It made me think of you. Hey, I saw the cover and I just thought, man, you really need it. It's right. called Why Can't I Get It Together? Yeah, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Um, and then what's the uh, devotional called? <laughs> I can't remember. Babe. It starts with me. It starts with me. I can't remember the tagline, though, but it starts with me. And it's a 30, I believe, a 30-day devotional. And really, the I mean, I haven't talked about this at all anywhere. The hope behind that devotional is to say, hey, all of these things that we think need to be different, we need to look inside of ourselves. It needs to start with us, with yeah. compassion, with grace, with kindness. It starts here. Um, hey. It's very story-driven, you know, just about um, ways God's worked in my own life. So, yeah. I've read all of the devotional, and it is really good. Have you read any of the other one? You should read that on the plane. Why read can't I get book? it together? Yeah. I bet that would be a funny thing to see somebody reading on a plane, right? <laughs> like yeah. they're holding a book called uh-huh. Why Can't I Get It Together? Yeah. I would love to read your book. I'll send you a PDF. Oh, I don't do PDFs. Okay. All right. Let's answer some questions. Let's answer some Q questions. And Q&R time. You go for, so we both put this on our Instagram, and yep. we got a couple of questions. We'll just pick our favorites. Okay. First one. You ready? Yep. This is from our friend Stacy. Oh, hi, Stacey. Um, question is, all your home life transitions and how you are going to keep sane? Well, I just cried about a football season. Right. So how are we keeping sane? I don't know. I think we're keeping sane by... Really trying to enjoy the the present moment with each kid because mm-hmm. we always we haven't always done that. I feel mm-hmm. like when kids are uh-huh. little, you're just like, oh, I can't wait till they get older. Yep. And then you know when they get in high school, there's so much drama all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're we're keeping our sanity because we really are like trying to savor every moment. Like I see you doing that with Story. You take her to breakfast every Friday. We went I've today? been trying to do that with Deacon and with Amos and Caden. It's pretty easy right mm-hmm. now for me to do that because mm-hmm. he's you know almost 20 yeah um but we do have a whole lot of home life transitions i think for us one of the things we're doing is i think we say this all the time anytime we talk about my, a lot of things especially around parenting is the fact that you and i are on the same page of so many things makes mm-hmm. a huge difference true and i think that's helpful for us to be like hey and yep. for us not to neglect each other Totally. I think that, and we, we, that's, I feel like we just preach that all the time. And that even, it comes back to almost everything we talk about. Uh, I will say also, uh, and this could sound terrible, I don't mean it terrible. So hear me out on this. I also think that we have our eye on the prize of knowing that this season is going to come to an end and the next one is going to be really cool too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we'll be empty nesters in three years. Yeah. But we're not like going to be mopey and, sitting around crying. No. I think we're really going to enjoy that season. Yep. And this is what I figured out with like Caden. I think I'm a better parent to older kids. Yeah, you keep saying that. Seriously. Yeah. Like I really enjoy parenting mm-hmm. 18, 19. Yeah. Um, I did not enjoy parenting middle schoolers. Yeah. Or freshmen. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's easier to keep our sanity because we're like, hey, okay, this season, it, it, it's going to pass. And the next one I'm really excited about. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of empty nesting, I haven't told you this, but this morning at breakfast with Story, she told me she wants to stay home and go to ACC, which is great, fabulous. We highly recommend that. Uh, so we got four years until we empty nesters. Okay. 
Yeah, out of year. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. They're usually great then. Um, okay, this is from. Um, I'm, I'm going to stay in the same the same kind of theme. This is from Michelle. She said, "Releasing kids into the world. Teach us what you're doing." And this is why it's question and response. Okay, not question it's not an and answer. answer. We don't have all the answers. Oh, I get it now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We we can respond to this question and not answer it because we don't have all the answers mm-hmm. and we're failing. We at just some have things, a bunch of responses and we're trying and we're winning at a couple. Okay, go. What, how are you? How are we doing this? Releasing kids into the world. I will say this is that something that has been harder for me than I imagined it would be is watching your kids, whatever age it is, make their own choices. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that that would be easy. Like we want to raise independent kids and we want to raise kids who can think for themselves and do all these things. And then watching it happen, I think, is harder than... It's really hard. And our kids are great and making great choices. And yeah, nobody's, still, nobody's like a dummy. No, no, like, no. But they're, they're making... Some of them are making different choices. And potentially unwise. Not right. immoral, exactly. but just unwise. Exactly. Yep. That is really hard. So I think that's hard. And so how are we doing that? I think we're having to talk to ourselves a lot about what our goal is and remind yeah. ourselves... And I think it's helpful that we're not like nagging our kids, you know, like we're telling them, hey, this is what I think is wise. This is what I think would be a smart decision. But then we're letting them like make it, you know, because I mean, as a 19 year old, mm-hmm. you, have, you have to do that. Yeah. I don't want to be a naggy parent yeah. or make my, my kid feel guilty mm-hmm. or stupid yeah. because I think they should do something a different way. Yeah. I think that's helpful when you're launching a kid. I think so. And one of the things that you have told me a lot, and I think I'm better at it, you can confer or deny okay. this, um, is to not th- take things personally. You are getting better. And a lot or little? It's. I think baby steps are appropriate <laughs> and good. I can you tend do... to take things personally with the kids. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you I mean, can. you too, anybody, but like. No, this is about you. <laughs> You know, no, I mean, I take things personally from you as well. Oh, oh. But you don't do anything really at this stage in our marriage to hurt me. Well, I mean, anybody that, Not has that you teenagers, have before, but we're in a really good place in our marriage, is what I'm trying to say. Anybody that te- has teenagers knows that it's like up and down. Oh, yeah. Like one night could be awesome. And then literally the next morning, all they've done is slept, right? Yep. The next morning, they're just jerk holes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of is it. Mm-hmm. And we we do try not to take it personally. I saw this meme. It was like, what did I did what I did to make my teenager mad today? Breathe. Yes. Ask them how they're doing. Seriously. <laughs> Walked into the same room they were in. Uh huh. <laughs> it's so true. But they get better. Like so much better. Caden's not like that anymore. Oh my gosh, Caden's a joy. He's awesome. Um. Right, anything else with launching that you would say? Um. I'll, I'll add one. I think I'm really proud of us for. Giving um, responsibility away to them slowly over time, mm-hmm. you know, like little things like you got to pay for your own gas mm-hmm. when you start driving, yeah. you know, um, I think that was helpful because now they're launching into the world and they're like, I have to get a job yeah. because I'm going to have bills, you know, and yeah. they have like a, you know, they have a timeline. Like yeah. they know that we're not paying for their cell phone after they either finish college or turn 23 or mm-hmm. whatever, 22. Yeah. Um, so that's been, I think, helpful for them. Yeah. You know, as we kind of set them up mm-hmm. to have realistic expectations about yeah. surviving in the wild. Yeah. Okay, question from Matt. Matt says, do you ever see yourself moving out of Austin? Oh, good question, Matt. Uh, we almost did move out of Austin. We did. In fact, I tell that whole story UBU. in my book, UBU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole story's there. Yep. Uh, we almost moved to Washington, D.C. Uh, I was running for president. <laughs> it didn't work out. 
<laughs> Who was your running mate? Uh, Rob from uh, the Pigskins. <laughs> Rob from the Pigskins. Uh-huh. Yep. Rob should run for I, president. I hope Rob listens to this. I would. You think would, Rob listens to the Happy Hour with Jamie? It's going to be a negative. Okay, it's a negative. But do you ever see yourself moving from Austin? Sometimes I can say yes. Like sometimes I think maybe if I'm just having a bad day, I dream about just picking up and moving someplace. Um, like where, where? Where would you move to? Do, and do I get to go with you? Or? Yeah, you're welcome to come. Okay. I mean, like Brazil. Huh. I would say I have no like burning desire to ever move away from Austin. Mm-hmm. I really like Austin. Uh, our people are here. I love my church. But there is a part of me that's like, how boring would it be to spend your whole entire life living in one country? I know. And wouldn't there be something cool about like uh-huh. when you're 60, like, hey, we're going to go live in yeah. Italy? Uh-huh. Or oh, Iceland. Please, please, let's live in Italy. Or I'm gonna, we're going to live in Patagonia mm-hmm. for a year. Mm-hmm. We can do ministry stuff there. Yeah. We can serve people, yeah. love people. Yeah. Right? And but, yet, there's also something really beautiful about the mundane and about saying, I served in the same city, in the same church, mm-hmm. in the same ways, faithfully. Like, like Eugene Peterson did. Like Eugene Peterson did. <laughs> yep. Like Paul talks about, like, serve diligently, be quiet. Planted roots. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. To answer Matt's question very specifically, no, we do not have any plans or see ourselves leaving Austin. I love Austin. I love Austin a lot. Uh, small caveat, we are going to buy land. Don't tell them because then they'll come buy it too. I know. I'm not going to tell them where. In a, uh, a city, a town that I will not mention here, but it happens to be in West Texas. And right I, next to Big Ben. And I go there a lot. Yeah. We are going to buy land there. Let's do it. Hundred percent, we will. Okay. So we'll have like a little little second place to like go that. write and hang out. And, I like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's a question from. Uh, I actually don't know this person's name because let's say Sandy. It's Molly. Molly. Here, question from Molly. Uh, she wants us to talk about supporting one another in your individual ministries. Hmm. Uh, I feel like we do this really well. Yeah. I feel like we've. Um, worked really hard to do this well. Mm-hmm. And I think it started like straight up, like at the very, very beginning. With me being awesome. With you being awesome. You were so supportive of me like mm-hmm. leaving and traveling yeah. a lot because I was on the road like 200 days a year. Um, and you never made me feel guilty. You mm-hmm. were an advocate for me, cheered me on. Uh, and I learned from that. Like I saw you do it really well. And so. Oh, you learned from me. I learned from you all the time. Oh, no. Uh, so I feel like. When people ask, people do ask me that question a lot, yeah. like how do y'all do it? Mm-hmm. Part of my answer is we we've, we've always done that, mm-hmm. and so it, it feels very like normal. Yeah, it feels second nature uh-huh. to live and operate that way. Yeah, you know. Uh huh. Um, but then I also tell them, and we've said this like before in a podcast or a book, like I want to always be known as your biggest cheerleader. Yeah, and I think you want to be known as mm-hmm. my biggest cheerleader. Yeah. And so when you're thinking that way, you can't help but go yeah. like, hey, I'm supporting what you're doing. So when yeah. your book launches, I'm going to be all in. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or when you need to go uh, get out of town to go write for three days, uh, I'm, I'm all in yeah. supporting that. Totally. And you do that thing totally. for, for me too. Yeah. I'm going to have a little hot take. Oh, it's hot take time. Hot take time. I think that more than support her, because her question is supporting one another in your individual ministries. Mm -hmm. I think that we support each other more personally than we do in our individual ministries. 
What, what do you mean by that? And my hot take is this, is you have a job and you work for the Austin Stone Community Church. And I have a job and I work for Ivy Media. I happen to be <laughs> the <laughs> main employee and, and president and CEO. But we each go to work every day. Mm-hmm. The same way that Molly goes to work and her husband goes to work. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I support you, but you also work at the place that I'm a partner of church. And so it's a joy that I get to go on Sunday mornings there and you happen to be on the stage leading worship or preaching. Does that make sense? Well, I think what you're trying to say is like, we have two different jobs, but we have one ministry as a family. Right? Yeah. And like, we, when I think of like, how do we support each other? Like I said, like, like I, you'll send me your sermon to read before. But I think if you worked at Dell and you had a big proposal that you were sending out to someone, you might also let me look at it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And like, you don't know who I interviewed recently. Nope. You know what I mean? But you support me doing my job right. and you're proud of me. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like supporting each other's ministry doesn't mean that you're in the weeds with exactly. every single thing. It like, means you're supporting the person. 100%. And cheering them on. Personally. Personally, yes. Yes. And that's the difference. Like, if you're, let's say your spouse is a youth minister, that doesn't mean that you got to be at every youth ministry event and you got to be the, you know, volunteer at every mm-hmm. single thing. It doesn't mean that. No. It could mean that. If you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams. Now celebrating 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams is the originator of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as its ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are each made with premium materials. Get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code PODCAST15. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25. Here's another hot take I'm about to throw out. It's Christmas. A lot of people listening. Okay. Their spouses work at a church. Uh-huh. We'll speak mainly to probably our listeners. The husbands work at a church. The wife might be at home with small children. Here's my little hot take as well. If you are overwhelmed... If you feel as though you're going to go on Christmas Eve or you're going to go here and you think you're expected to be at all three Christmas Eve services with all your kids, the answer is no, you're not. No, you're not. Go home. Yeah. If you are overwhelmed, it's okay. You don't have to be at everything. You don't have to be at everything. Like that is just, it's killing people. You do not have to be at everything. You don't. And that's not not supporting your spouse. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Now. I'm not saying, like, you just need to lay in bed all day and, sorry, I just can't do this. Like, you know, we're, we're adults here. 
But I am also saying if you're feeling very overwhelmed and you think the reason I need to go to this is because I have to and because I need to look like I'm supporting, I think you need to question, you need to dig deeper and find out where that's coming from and what it is. I'm not a counselor, but go see a counselor maybe. That's your second hot take of the day. I like hot takes. Um, okay, so I think we support each other yeah, personally. Yeah. You yeah. happen to work at a church. I happen to have a podcast. Next question. It's your turn. Uh, actually, I put it on Instagram and only two people asked questions. Okay, perfect. Okay, I got another one. I j- this will be our last one. How about this, for Great. time's sake? Um, I'm going to try to get their name real quick. Uh, Betty. No, this is... Danny. I don't know if it is a boy or a girl. Pat. Alan Mom. Okay. And I can't see the photo or I could well, figure that out. Mom is in the name, so uh-huh. it might be a woman. Yeah, maybe it's Alan's mom. Well, it's mom, so it's female. Alan mom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alan, this is what they ask. Advice and wisdom about dating. Okay. Which here's the deal. I want to just head you back and we'll put this in the show notes. We did an entire episode about this. We sure Which was did. really, really, that's really right. good. So I think yeah. that's just fire. We'll just spend a handful of seconds here because I would say go listen to that episode. Yes. We have a lot of people in our life that are dating. So this question isn't like out of the blue. We actually, we talk about dating a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we could talk about it for an hour. Like, I know, just what, a couple a seconds. A couple things. Okay. A couple things um, when you're dating. I was actually just talking to a guy and he's, he's 23, dating um, an amazing girl. And my, he was kind of going through something, you know, some, a thing. And my advice to him was don't, Stop! Don't start talking about marriage. Once you start talking about marriage, it will consume mm-hmm. your relationship. Yeah, like it's okay to look at each other and go like, "Hey, we're we're dating. Uh-huh. We're not engaged yet. Yeah. We're not married yet. So let's not act like we're married. Yeah, and let's not let the topic of marriage be the thing that we're always talking about. Because when you do that, all you're doing is setting yourself up to try to live in the future. Yeah, and you miss the the fun of dating and yeah. just going out to eat and not talking about marriage you know so i always tell guys like um have the have the conversation and lead out in that too like don't always talk about marriage and sometimes it's okay just to hit pause Uh and say let's not talk about marriage yeah here's my dating advice for the women is if you see red flags watch them they're there for a reason yeah um i think a lot of people i'm a woman so i can speak from a woman's standpoint would say like well it's not that bad and I'm mm-hmm. sure it's not that big of a deal. Yep. If you feel it in your soul, if you that's the Holy Spirit, if you feel that in there, that is there for a reason. Listen to it. It's not the only guy you're ever going to meet. You know, it's like a lot of times it's like, well, this is my last chance. You know, I'm 37 or what What should I do? No, right. if there are right. red flags, red flags are there for a reason. Pay attention to them. Totally. Uh, I got another one. Oh, okay. Um, and again, this is a conversation that I had with a different friend probably about a month ago. Um. He and his girlfriend are dating and just a lot of like conflict, Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. And I said something to him that he didn't like, but I still stand by it. Ooh, what was it? Well, if a couple, if you're dating and you're constantly fighting or there's friction, um, like it shouldn't be that hard. Mm -hmm. If it's that hard, um, that might be a good sign. Telling you it something. should be the easiest. It should be super fun. Now, hard things are going to happen. For sure. People are going to go through stuff. You're going to have to work through For things. Sure. 
But the overwhelming like sense of this relationship should not be it's really hard all the time. Oh my gosh, you don't have kids, you don't have a mortgage. It should be you don't have job worries. I mean, seriously, dating is the easiest season of a relationship. <sighs> it only gets more difficult. Yeah. And so if you're starting with the foundation of God, we're always fighting, we're always in conflict, we're always arguing, get like push pause. Yeah. It always gets more difficult, and you don't mean this by any ways, because I know you. It also gets way more, way better. Marriage is way better. I mean, you go through more difficult. Yeah, things. I know what you meant. I just want to say that it does get better. Speaking of way getting better, better look at us. Ooh. Speaking of getting better. Oh no! Are you going to tell the? Story? I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I am going to wait. <laughs> which one? Are you going to tell the? The one that happened. Yeah. Okay. Oh my. I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I'm just going to tell a little bit of it. Is um. <laughs> Goodness. One of our children had a suspicion that we were having sex. Okay. So the conversation came up later. It's, it's, it's the funniest thing that's happened to me all week. It makes me die laughing because this one particular child was like, I can't think about it. I'm going to vomit all this, all the things. Because they were in the bathroom. <laughs> I wasn't going to say all that. And they heard something okay, through don't the say wall. All that. Well, it, no. You brought this into the I thing. I know, but that's too much. How is that too? You said they suspected we were having sex. <laughs> they suspected. Okay. Okay. And then this one particular child said, I said something about it. And they're like, stop, mom. They said, uh, sex is for young people, not for old people. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, this just happened. That's funny. And I said, uh, just so you know, sex is not for young people. It is for old people. And it's a million times better when you're older. She's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to vomit. Um, but I mean, we're talking about, about marriage it? getting better. Like. I think being married for 23, and this is not about sex, but that is a component. Being married for 23 years, for us personally, it, we have had so many difficult things, and it's been way difficult than we were dating. Oh, my gosh. That was like the easiest 18 months of my life. Yeah. But also, even though we've been through so much, it's brought us so much closer. Yes, and it's better. And it's better. It's better. Way better. Uh, I mean, also, though, if you think about it, you got to give a little credit. I would vomit too if I heard my parents. <laughs> like that's that's on you. <laughs> it's the worst thing. That's on you. But you know what? Here's the thing. It's happened to everybody. I told a friend about it and she's like, oh, I remember when I heard my parents having sex. Good Lord. But this is what it is. It may traumatize her for life. She may want to vomit every time. But you know what she knows? She knows that her parents are having sex. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to be said about that. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> So weird. So weird. Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Um, your tongue looks like it really hurts. It hurts like very badly. Like I keep badly. seeing it. I know. Like it's bright red. There's literally a piece out of it. I think it's swollen. I think I should have had stitches. Okay. 2023 is over. 2024 is going to be awesome. 2024 is going to be great. Lots of fun stuff happening. Two books releasing for me. Uh, you're writing a book in 2024. It'll be released yep. in 2025. Um. Gosh, two of our kids will graduate high school. One's already technically graduated. We'll be have one kid left. I will have finished my first year of seminary. A lot. Yep. And I'm excited. I'm excited about doing it with you. Sames. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the happy hour this year. You have no idea what it means that you would show up and listen to this show every single week. For real. Yeah. And um, 
I'm just grateful that this is still my job and I get to have great conversations. We have great conversations coming up for you in January. I've already interviewed probably three or four of the people and I'm super excited about it. Um, there's a fun opportunity coming that I'm going to tell you about in January that you can join me. Um, I'll be heading to Hawaii for something. I won't tell you what it is, mm-hmm. but you are welcome to join. Yep. And um, it's just going to be a great year and I'm glad I get to do my job. Thank you, Aaron, for supporting me because you always do. Guys, thank always you for will. listening. Thank you for listening. Two things I want to tell you before we go. Number one, if you have not seen, 2023 also brought a brand new website for jamieivy.com. It looks good. It looks really great. Go check it out. But more than it looks great is there's resources there for you. All the show notes are there. Like every book we mentioned today, everything we talked about is in the show notes. Second thing is this, uh, my book, Why Can't I Get It Together? Kick Unrealistic Expectations to the Curb. It's out. Just kidding. <laughs> I actually said it's out. It's not out, but you can pre-order it. That's you can what I meant. Pre-order it. The pre-order is out. The pre-order is out, and we will have pre-order goodies for you. Um, and so it is out and available. And I know it's weird to buy a book that you can't actually get, but I will tell you, it is super helpful to an author for real to pre-order a book. Yes, so go if pre-order. You, if you already know you want to read it, you're gonna read it. Pre-order. And maybe you're like, I need to wait till after Christmas. That's fine. Get it in January, but just add it to your cart. See what happens. It's. I think you're going to love it. I really do. So It's awesome. Aaron, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I love you. Super proud of you. Thanks. We'll see if that conversation about the sex actually makes it into the show. Hmm. I think it will. If not, guys, you'll never know. Anywho. Anywho. We'll see you in 2024. Peace. The Happy Hour is produced and hosted by myself, Jamie Ivey, with assistance from Nikki Ogden and Ashley Caldwell. And the show is edited by Jason Talley. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.